Hello everybody and welcome to Lockdown Literature, courtesy of the Studio Online and the National Lottery Community Fund. You are about to listen to an audio story from a series of writing gathered during the COVID-19 lockdown from both the adults and children's write-on sessions. So relax, settle back and enjoy a selection of writing from some of the finest creative minds at the studio. The Last Unicorn by Paula Page Unicorn. Nobody knew where Blue came from. She just appeared in the field next to the writing school, along with the frost sparkling on the grass on that bitter cold February morning. She was all by herself and very much looked like she was really wishing she was somewhere else. As the staff arrived to begin their day, they were at a loss when they saw her and quickly realised she'd been abandoned. Who would have done such a thing? Fancy dumping this beautiful girl in their paddock. You probably guessed that Blue was a horse. Not just any old worn out pony. No, this was a beautiful white horse. She had a glorious mane, thick and wild, that shielded her bewildered eyes, which glistened like sapphires as the winter sun bathed the fields in morning light. Hers was the body of an elite athlete, each muscle tightly toned and tuned for performance. This was enhanced by the shading of her ice-white coat, which surely must have been grey, but really looked for all the world like powder blue. It was as if a top makeup artist had been engaged to make her look as glamorous as possible and had made a really good job of it. She was a stunner, simply gorgeous. It was all the more surprising then that she'd been abandoned. There were no instructions, no note of explanation. She was simply there. Bemused as they were by this gift horse, the riding school staff had no option other than to take her in and give her a name, and they called her Blue. Of course, the police were notified and all the animal charities. They even put a picture on every social media platform they could think of, but to no avail. No one had reported the loss or theft of a beautiful white horse. Nobody claimed her. She seemed to be in excellent health, so why would anyone not want her? This was a strange but extremely fortunate dilemma for the owners of the riding school. While she grazed in their paddock, they had the perfect poster girl for their business. Children and adults alike couldn't help but stare as they walked past her paddock. They were all attracted to her and why wouldn't they be? She was glorious to behold, especially in the morning sunshine. All of them wished they could ride a horse like her, but they never would. You see, Blue had one unfortunate fault as far as the riding school were concerned. She was a bit of a wild one. Not skittish, not feisty. She was way beyond that. She'd let the staff feed her and grudgingly even groom her, but any attempt to get on her back would be given short shrift. Her sapphire eyes would take on a steely glint and she would, as they said in those parts, start to create. Big time. When this happened, it just wasn't safe to be around her. One swift kick from her powerful back legs and you really would know about it. An understanding was reached, and so Blue remained in her paddock, a solitary equine temptation, unburdened by any aspiring riders. The amount of interest she generated for the riding school was worth the cost of her food and board alone. 
At least Blue didn't discriminate. She wasn't too keen on the other horses either. Similarly, the horses in the main paddock across the path just didn't want to know her. They kept their distance, more interested in catching the eye of the next group of riders, hoping to get a run out and a carrot or two. There was one exception to this. A rather dashing grey pony with handsome dapples dancing along his flanks. This besotted romantic had been trying since Blue's arrival to attract her attention with absolutely no success. At least once or twice a day he would try to engage the prima donna on the other side of the path in some kind of discourse. A snort or a whinny, or if he was feeling particularly frustrated, a bit of a hoof stamp or a kick in her direction. All to no avail, she gave him nothing. This grey was a persistent character and soon the stable workers couldn't help but notice his antics. They'd laugh and call him soft lad. She'll never be your girlfriend, Dob, you div. And then console him with a polo mint. Horses talk to each other. Why wouldn't they? Do you really think humans are the only creatures capable of communicating with one another? How typically arrogant of your species to believe that. Of course animals talk to each other. They're just much more selective about to who. Every night since Blue's mysterious arrival, the lower paddock had been awash with gossip. Who is she? They can you continually speculate. The state of air with a big mad wig wouldn't be seen dead with a skanky mane like that. Sadly, jealousy is not an emotion confined to humanity alone. None of the other horses wanted to make friends with Blue. They didn't like how this stranger had disrupted their routine. This glamorous interloper had effortless, effortlessly stolen the attention away from them, and this was unforgivable. That was with the exception of Dob, the love-struck grey. He really wanted to know this stunning girl, but she was still having none of it. She would look right through him as if he wasn't there. Or was it as if she wanted to be somewhere else? This didn't stop him having a nightly chat with her. Very one-sided, of course. During these one-way conversations, Dob, as the weeks trotted by, revealed quite a bit about himself to this uninterested audience of one. Before you came, it was me they picked on, you know. They still do a bit, but I think they find you way more interesting. Your novelty, that's for sure. Not a flicker from across the path. Do you know what they call me? It wasn't a rhetorical question. Dobbin the rocking horse. Just because of my markings. I can't help it. It's the way I'm made. I'm a real horse, so not a pony or a child's toy. You could tell that the other horses had clearly struck a nerve with their teasing. I hate it. I'm never going to be Black Beauty. I'm just going to be me. For once, Blue looked like she was actually taking notice of what he'd said. As if to prove it, she took a deliberate graceful stride to the fence which encircled her paddock and looked at him intensely with a purposeful glint in those midnight blue eyes. Pure jealousy, hun. You are special and unique and don't you forget it. A bit like me, but not quite as spectacular. With that, she gave a dramatic toss of her mane before trotting off to the other side of the paddock. Conversation over. Dob was left gobsmacked, but so happy that he could feel his head spinning with excitement. At last it seemed like he had a friend. These unlikely companions continued their mainly one-sided conversations over the weeks that followed. Dob was definitely the mouthpiece of the partnership, chattering away every night, while Blue half listened contentedly as she continually looked into the distance, seemingly scanning the horizon for whatever it was that was missing in her life. Dob didn't mind. In fact, he'd never been happier. He 
He didn't care about what the other horses thought of him either because it didn't matter. He knew he was special, just like Blue. He tended not to ask any direct questions of Blue because there was a fairly good chance she would give him one of her looks by way of a response and without saying a word to make him feel just a little bit foolish. But on a warm summer evening, around the middle of May, he just couldn't stop himself. Blue, what's that in your mane? It looks for all the world like colours, almost like a rainbow. Blue did something Bob had, Dob had never seen her do before. She smiled at him with her mesmerising eyes and she knew immediately that this smile came straight from her heart. You've noticed it then. If it looks like a rainbow, then it must be a rainbow, mustn't it, Sconehead? This was said in a kindly way. She wasn't mocking him like the other horses would have done. Have you not clocked me tail too? He hadn't. He looked and was amazed to see ribbons of colour shimmering and dancing through a very long tail as the moon began to rise in the summertime sky. I have a secret, she said dramatically. No kidding, who did that to you and why did you let them? This was a very brave outburst from Dob, knowing Blue's temperament, but he was confident enough in their friendship that he could risk it. Blue got as close as she could to to Dob from her side of the path and she said very deliberately, I'm not a horse. Have you ever seen a horse laugh? You have, but it's unlikely that you've realised. It's that thing they do with their lips when they shake their heads, or sometimes if they're particularly tickled, they will roll over on their backs and wave their legs in the air. A lip rippler is the technical term for it. Dob rippled his lips, almost loud enough to wave this, like the sleeping humans snoring in their beds in the houses that bordered the country park. Okay, so what are you then, a giraffe? More ripples followed, but Blue wasn't joining in. I'm a unicorn. The last unicorn on this island. This stopped the ripples. Dob knew quite well what a unicorn was. Many of the little girls who came to ride would pretend he was one as they trotted excitedly along the bridle path securely on his back, usually wearing either a unicorn top or at the very least a backpack bearing a unicorn's image. Invariably, the colour pink would be involved. It wasn't great, but it was certainly far preferable to being called My Little Pony. Dob's knowledge of the species was limited, but rainbow mane or not, he knew there was a vital element missing. I'm not being rude, I'm really not blue, but I've got to ask, what about the horn? Blue smirked with mock indignation. I don't show what I've got to everyone, you know, but I like you soft, lad. Hold on to your fetlocks. She shook her mane. Almost it seemed in slow motion, like an equine supermodel and the diva that she was. The thick rainbow curtain passes with perfect choreography to reveal a glittering, spectacular horn. It wasn't enormous by any standards, but it was perfectly in proportion. Dob was astonished, but certainly not speechless. How have you been able to keep that hidden? If you're magic, why are you stuck here in this paddock? He couldn't contain himself. The questions kept coming out. But then his voice faltered as he realised. You're too special, Blue. You, you can't stick around looking like this. You're leaving me, aren't you? It was Blue's, Blue's turn to ripple her lips. Have they been feeding you Haribos today? Why don't you just hold your horses and I'll explain everything. Not everyone can see my special qualities unless I wish them to. Or unless they're really special, like you. Dobbs suddenly felt rather warm. Yes, horses can blush too. 
The humans just see I'm a gorgeous white horse, but I am a unicorn, make no mistake. Blue went on to explain a mysterious arrival at the stables all those months ago. My clan has lived here for thousands of years, but we were getting fed up of them, the people. We travelled all over the place, you know, up and down the country, anywhere to find beauty, peace and happiness, but they've spoilt it. They make far too much pollution nowadays, and there's simply just not enough good love or happiness around. That's what we really graze on, good vibrations, the grass munchings just for show. Glastonbury being cancelled was the last door for us. That's our main event, when we get fat and happy from all the people having a ball without a care in the world. So it was time for pastors new, but could we decide? No chance. Some said Iceland because they fancied a cheeky dip in a blue lagoon. Others favoured Norway, the trolls are supposed to be a boss laugh. But as a group we just couldn't agree, and it got a little bit, um heated. I couldn't be doing with it, so I flew off in a huff, and I landed here, and I've been looking and waiting ever since. Dog was usually awestruck when Blue spoke to him, but just now he felt incredibly sad. He was going to lose the only creature with four legs who had ever been his friend. Blue had not failed to notice this. Why the long face? I'm not going anywhere without you, soft lad. Dob really wanted to believe her, but how could it be possible? I can't fly, can I? I'm not magic. I'm no good to you, Blue. I'm just an ordinary pony. Her eyes flashed at him with steely blue temper. Don't you ever think like that. You are in no way ordinary. Do you think I would ever have spoken to you if that was the case? Okay, you haven't got a rainbow in your tail, but look at you, those dapples. No wonder those mares over there are so jealous. Do you know what they'll never have? A heart as kind as yours, Dob. That's real magic, and I wouldn't be without it. Together, with a little help from my friend Aurora, we can fly together wherever we fancy. Now, do you believe me, Sconet? Dob did. Meteorologists confirmed a rare phenomenon in the skies over Liverpool that night. There had been multiple sightings of the Aurora Borealis on Northern Lights. It was rare, but not unheard of if the conditions were right. What the weather watchers didn't notice were the two equine beauties dancing miles above the earth, as the hypnotic green light showed traced its way through the nighttime sky, taking them far, far away to their new life together. The next morning, the staff at the riding school were dismayed to find Blue's paddock was empty. The gates were padlocked shut and nothing was visible on their CCTV. She had simply vanished as mysteriously as she'd arrived. They were devastated because for all their haughty ways, most would admit they'd become rather fond of this curious creature. So fixated were they on what had happened to Blue, no one even noticed the dog was gone as well, as well until the day after. It was obvious that horse thieves were operating in the area. The police were informed, but they never saw Blue and Dob again. Although Iceland is undoubtedly scenic and the Blue Lagoon was a tempting prospect, it was simply not tempting enough. Nor could the, fr could the friendly trolls in Norway persuade our discerning unicorn and her best mate to stop and stay. They wanted to be somewhere decidedly warmer. If you, if you ever, should ever find yourself on the Sunshine Island of Ibiza, you may drive past a grassy white plain far away from the crazy resorts. If you are very lucky, you might just see two horses grazing happily. One ice white with their mane and tail dyed all the colours of the rainbow, the other a beautiful grey with the glitter accentuating the pretty dapples on its back. You'll probably smile when you see them. 
they will probably ripple their lips as you drive away. Fancy doing that to horses. Only in a beater, eh?